episode 32 of the Mikey podcast. I have been working a lot on this podcast lately and hoping to bring in some new sponsors soon. Some things are kind of lining up a little bit and there is a way you can support the podcast if you're interested and that would be very cool if you could, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Something I'd like to bring up though is there was uh, an influencer opportunity, a sponsorship, an endorsement opportunity, whatever you want to call it. It came up recently for me uh, with a random insurance company. Not a big deal. You know, all good. Could have been extra money, but you know, involves a little extra work, but no big deal because I like doing that stuff. I like money and I love what I do. Uh, but from what I was told, this particular company had listened to my podcast and decided not to do the endorsement with me, which is completely okay. It's all good. It's not like we were already in a relationship together. It's not like we were working together. Uh, so it's no loss for me, no loss for them, whatever. I'm sure they're a fine insurance company. Uh, it's all good. Pro probably have a local media buyer. So it's really no, no knock on them. The company probably doesn't even know who I am. You know what I mean? It's just whoever the local person is. Uh, the one thing that I'm not sure of is which podcast they actually listen to. This is what, where it gets a little weird. Well, I mean, I'm kind of glad that it happened. I'm glad I know that this happened. I don't believe that they actually listen to my podcast though, but sure, whatever you say. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. You listened to it and you, you, you did like it. I don't believe that for one second. And when I found this out, uh, the person who told me, it was as if they were telling me like, how, how can I describe this? I was not, I, they, they weren't being mean or anything. They were very straightforward, which I completely appreciate. But at the same time, there was like a strange tone about it. It's as if they were implying something. I, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but at the same time, I don't really give that much of a shit about it. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I have no issues with that person or they're a great person and I'm none with the company. I'm actually kind of glad I don't have to sell insurance for a living. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'd be good at that. If that's your thing. Cool. I don't think I'd be very good at selling insurance. I could probably sell some stuff, uh, but not insurance. It's not for me, but go on, do your thing. It's kind of funny that an insurance company wouldn't want to work with me. I don't get it. I'm, I'm pretty fucking awesome. Think about it. I'm an award-winning radio personality, producer, and voice actor. Seriously, I'm the fucking shit, man. Come on. So whose loss is it? Well, it's really nobody's in their mind, but they'll go on with some other radio guy and, and everything will be fine. So fuck it, right? But I can't just say fuck it because <laughs> that's my problem. Because if they actually listened, this is the thing, like, I just don't think they listened to my podcast because they actually listened to the podcast, which I'm telling you, they did not. There's no way then this would be based on what? What? So if that's the reason for not going with me, tell me which podcast you listen to and why you decided not to. Is it because I made fun of the president? Who doesn't? Is it because I made fun of Gavin Newsom? He deserves it. Also, who doesn't? Oh, I think maybe it's because I don't, you know, I don't follow the narrative. I don't follow the rules like other media personalities do. Could it be that I speak up for parents' rights and fight for our rights? Maybe it's the fact that I call out all the complete medical bullshit. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, it is an insurance company, right? They kind of are in the medical industry. 
And my podcasts do tend to give people the information they need to have control over their own medical decisions and how to protect themselves, among other things. Like I said, I'm pretty fucking awesome. So it's just weird, you know? And really, almost every insurance company obviously has their hand in the pandemic in some way, making money or whatever it is. So they don't want to be associated with some conspiracy theorist. Oh, no, not that. Especially a smart one armed with facts. Fuck that shit. They want no part of this. I wouldn't either if I was them. I'm dangerous. People like me should be canceled, banned, banned from speaking, removed from the Internet. Shut me the fuck down, man. Nobody needs to be giving people like me money. Are you crazy? Paying me to speak? That's madness. Smart free thinkers with money, that's a scary thing. Well, it is to most businesses. But guess what? I don't want your fucking money anyway, man. I really don't. I personally would never want to work with someone or some entity that doesn't believe in free speech or standing up for basic human rights. Now, obviously, I'm being a little bit dramatic here, but the truth is, is I would rather work with people, companies, and businesses that I believe in. And that they believe in me. And trust that I can help them grow and they can help me grow and we can work together. I'm all about building real relationships with brands and working together. But the thing is, is I hope this doesn't continue to happen. Honestly, because I could use the money. Who couldn't, right? I don't want to change the content of my podcast just to make money. That's stupid. This is why I keep having to say that I'm going to have to start charging in some form or another. You know, not, not like I said, hear me out, okay? There will always be free content. I will always give free content. I think it's super important to do that. Now, there may be sponsors and things like that on there. So hopefully, and, and it'll be very, uh, n- not really invasive. You know, I'll try to keep it easy. But there may be some adjustments, you know what I mean? If I start to create additional content and it comes down to time and, 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 and making the time to do what I really want to do, it's a lot of work. I put a lot of work in these and, and, I, and I loved keeping them free because I love doing them. But we'll see. You know, I've had a lot of people hit me up too saying that I should start doing the Wednesday podcast. And maybe I can start doing two a week. Yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens. You know, I do this in hopes that you walk away from every episode with a little more knowledge on something. You know, my goal is to make it entertaining and to put a little smile on your face once or twice and maybe make you think, what the fuck? With a little bit of laughter mixed in. So think about that while I mention this. There is a way that you can support the show. I mentioned that at the beginning. You just go to MikeyPodcast.com, tap, tap the little support button, and donate whatever you feel whatever you feel you can. It could be a dollar, it could be five bucks. I mean, there's a pun, there's predetermined amounts there, but you can donate whatever you want. MikeyPodcast.com. You don't have to donate anything if you don't want to either. It's all good. I st- either way, I still appreciate you. This is just one way to try to keep this, uh, hopefully be able to keep this thing going and make the the time that I'm putting into it a little bit more worth it. Yeah, I, again, I like doing it, and if I can start making money on this, I can do these more. I could do second day, third day. I could maybe do it daily podcast, but we'll see what happens. So MikeyPodcast.com, you can, it's the very top button right there. You can tap support the show uh, and do whatever you can. If not, no big deal. If you can, great. It's all good. Now, with that out of the way, I had mentioned human rights. You know what December is? December is Universal Human Rights Month. This is like, that's pretty fucking awesome. I love this month. Human rights, everybody has rights, man. That's an interesting topic too. Like how does someone celebrate or observe Human Rights Month? I guess one way would be to read the Bill of fucking Rights. You should. I love the Bill of Rights. Seriously. Seems like a lot of people need to read it. A lot of people don't know what's in the Bill of Rights. You should. We have rights. We do. We have the right to refuse unnecessary medical procedures. We have the right to bear arms. We have the right to assemble. We have the right to say whatever the fuck we want, but keep in mind, and this is where 
is a little weird, kind of a gray area for people who don't get this. You have the right to say whatever you want to, man. Freedom of speech is real. But keep in mind, man, you also have the right to the repercussions that come from that. You say crazy shit, you might lose out on sponsorship opportunities like my dumbass, so don't be like me. But I'm not going to stop saying crazy shit. Something else we have the unwritten right to, and this to me is a basic human right, is the right to know. The right to know truth and facts. That's part of the reason why I do this podcast. So please know that that all I want to do is give you the truth. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make things up and I'm not going to give you conspiracies unless you know for a fact that it is a conspiracy and I'm just having some fun with it. And I do that in certain, some episodes. I do. Why not? It's a good time. It's fun. It's fun to diet, go down the rabbit hole, but I'm in no way trying to change your mind or change the ways that you think. I just want you to have the knowledge that the left and right leaning news media won't give you. You know, I'm not, I'm not left. I'm not right. I, there are things that I believe in on both sides. I, I don't know if I'm a centrist or, or whatever, but I, I wouldn't say I'm either way. Maybe if anything, if I had to pick, I probably, I guess, lean a little more right, but I don't know that I do, but I do this because I want your opinion, your opinions to be based in reality uh, and based on fact and not feelings. Because as I said before in another podcast, you should go back and listen to them. Facts matter. Feelings don't. Okay. And no one cares what some news guy told you some some fake content creator on cnn fake ass news people or fox these people aren't news these people these people don't bring the news they create content for you to go and, and click on something or whatever they're not real that's not real news so i'm trying to bring in news but apparently some companies don't like when i do that especially insurance companies honestly it's just a matter of time before my company catches on to me spreading the truth and encouraging free thought and then I get fired. It's bound to happen. It will. But until then, there has been a lot going on. And as always, like I say, it's been a very busy week with the Glade Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever the hell her stupid name is, trial. We had the new COVID variant. There was a school shooting. Uh, it's just all kinds of stuff. The, the Alec Baldwin went on TV and did an interview like a jackass. I can't believe he, this guy said the things that he said, but whatever. We're trying to get to as much as possible. But the most important thing that we're going to cover in today's podcast is the Maxwell trial because I want to keep people up to date on that because a lot of people don't know where to get the information and I'm following a bunch of sources here. So we'll see what we can do. I'm going to walk you through the entire week and I'm going to make it real easy. It's not, there's a lot to it. And, and some stuff is a little, I'm not going to get really into the, uh, the really, uh, I don't want to, how can I put this? I don't want to, I'm not going to get into the dirty stuff. Okay. I'm not going to put that out there, but I'll give you an idea of what they're talking about at the, uh, at the trial and what's going on and why this is happening. We've had a few different people take the stand and we're going to start off with this one. The pilot who flew the Lolita Express, Jonah Jeffrey Epstein's airplanes. He flew for Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell. He identified plenty of well-known people that flew on the plane. Some of them, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker, John Glenn, Kevin Spacey. Some of these names we heard, but some of those are like, where the fuck John Glenn, Kevin Spacey? I'm sorry, John Glenn, Chris Tucker, where these names? All out of nowhere? Chris Tucker? Come on, man. It's upsetting. Now, this doesn't mean these people were all flying to and from Pedophile Island to hook up with minors, but... It does mean that they were on his airplanes and on his jets and they had a relationship with him. 
Uh, what we don't know is where and when, though, like when this happened, because that shit kind of matters if you think about it. Because if by chance these people flew before the 2008 sexual assault case with Jeffrey Epstein, it may be that they had no idea what kind of scumbag Jeffrey Epstein was. I doubt it, but we have to give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. I, I, I don't want to, but when it, dates matter. Okay, I'm pretty sure they all knew what they were doing, but we don't know that for sure. If they flew on his jet after the court case, after 2008, then they knew that he was a pedophile. They knew what kind of scumbag he was, and they continued to have a relationship with this man. So dates and locations matter quite a bit. I had someone on Facebook try to tell me that this doesn't matter because his 2008 court case wasn't highly publicized. It does not matter. Whoever you are, whoever said that, you're a complete. Fu you're, you're just an idiot. You're, you're naive. This, this case was huge. It was all over the news. It really was. And if it wasn't, which it was, you're trying to tell me that after 2008, these people didn't know what kind of man and woman these people were, Jeffrey and Ghislaine? You could act like they didn't know? That's just dumb. Man, considering he got a slap on the wrist thanks to connections in government, they absolutely knew what kind of person he was. Every celebrity that was involved with him after 2008 knew what he was. Not only because this case was blown, was in the media, it was a very big deal. I don't know, where, were you even fucking born? Whoever said this on my Facebook? Jesus Christ. People are so stupid. It's really kind of annoying, honestly. I, I've said this a thousand times. Like, if you're, 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 first of all, dude, your comment is 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 wrong. You have no facts to back that up. Okay, but if you're going to come at me to 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 argue, please, I beg you, I beg you. If you want to have a conversation, that's great. I love, I love to talk. It's what I do for a living. But you better come prepared because I am always. All right. We also heard from one of the victims of Ghislaine and Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. I'm going to bring up Jeffrey Epstein a lot, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So you're going to hear his name quite a bit, obviously, because it is related to this. Uh, the defense did everything they could to paint this person out to be in it for the money and discredit everything she said. Uh, but she talked about being molested by Jeffrey and Ghislaine multiple times in New York, Florida, and New Mexico at the age of 14. Uh, some of the details were really, really graphic, like I said, so I'm not going to read them. Uh, but they did horrible things to this girl. It made her feel as if she should she should feel grateful to be connected to them. She should be happy that they were doing this for her. They helped her and her family financially, and they even let them live in their pool house in Florida. This is just one person so far. As for the money situation in this particular victim's case, her name's Jane. They didn't put her name out there because apparently she is she is an actress who is pretty well-known, and they don't want to get her name out there, which is fine. Sure, whatever. But as for the money, I mean, it's not like well-well-known, but she's making money. She's a, she's a working actress. But as for the money, this particular victim says that she was, she was awarded $5 million in an Epstein victim's fund. I don't know if you know about that from the 2008 case. In others, there was... Uh, there was an Epstein's victim fund. There was there's a lot more to that, but this isn't about that. And 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 she got money from that, seemingly proving that that Jeffrey Epstein was guilty. Uh, and she was asked if the outcome of this current case will change anything about the money she has received, meaning will it increase with the outcome? Again, in an attempt by the defense to make her look like she's just using this for monetary gain. And the answer to that is no. She's not going to get anything out of this. Actually, she was pretty upset about the question and even said that she wished she had never even taken the money. Uh, when, when, when she hit the stand on Wednesday, she talked about how she was introduced to Donald Trump by Jeffrey Epstein. She, uh, she asked about and responded affirmatively about Epstein driving her, him driving her to Mar-a-Lago in a dark green car when she was about 14 years old in the 90s. While she was at the estate with Jeffrey, he introduced her to Trump. That was the extent of her relationship with Donald Trump. She confirmed nothing illegal ever happened that she knew of. 
Nothing was it. She she met she met him. He was a nice guy. The end of it. Again, the date matters when I say in the nineties. The date matters, as I said before, because nobody really knew. It is it, it's, it's it, we can only assume that nobody really knew what Jeffrey Epstein was into in the nineties. You know, what I mean, people knew he liked younger women, but nobody knew that at least that's what they say that he liked kids and teenagers. I mean, he. It, it, Older guys like younger women. It is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to defend that, but it happens. Okay, so she was asked about Jeffrey's jet. And then and she also said that she flew on the Lolita Express with none other than Prince Andrew. I believe there's pictures of these two together. She she recalled that there she recalled orgies that included Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell and a whole bunch of other girls, as well as other times that she was abused by Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell, Uglane Maxwell. She described it all in, in detail. It's, it, uh, it's crazy to me that people could do this to a 14-year-old girl. It makes me sick to my fucking stomach to think about that. What the hell's wrong with you? She also talked about how she, she agreed to cooperate, why she agreed to cooperate with prosecutors. She said that she wanted closure and to, and to move on. Like She didn't want the money. She wished she had never taken the $5 million in the victim's fund because this is something that she had, she's been running from her entire life, and she's tired of it. She said, I, I was just hoping that I could help in any way to make this happen and find some peace finally. Well, I hope so too for her, honestly. It's a sad story. You know, She's 14 years old. She's being abused by these two. There's a lot more to, to her particular case and, and the things that that she witnessed and was a part of by these two. Like I said, I'm not going to get into detail, but she was abused. She was honest and she talked about the abuse that she didn't, how she was made a part, how she had to give Jeffrey Epstein massages and she would give massages and he would start rubbing, you know, he would rub on her and it would lead to sexual acts. Just really just fucking disgusting. Then another person to take the stand was a former employee of Jeffrey Epstein. He was a maintenance worker for Jeffrey, but also he was a driver. He was a butler. He was basically Jeffrey's all-around go-to guy forever, for years. Worked for, for, worked for him from 1991 to 2002. And he talked about how when Ghislaine came into the picture, things changed. Now, if you go back and you listen to, I believe, episode nine of the Bunky podcast, we talk more about Ghislaine Maxwell and how she had met Jeffrey Epstein and when all that happened. I'm not going to get into all that because I already did that in the podcast. You can go back and listen to that one. And, and when she, but it, she came into the picture, I want to say in the late nineties, I forget the exact time, but you can go back and listen to that. He talked about how things became less cordial. There was less conversation. He said that he was told he was not allowed to look. At, he was not allowed to talk to Mr. Epstein unless Mr. Epstein came to him. She also said not to look him in the eyes. Like, what the fuck? Look at another part of him. What, what does that even mean? And I've heard of radio people and actors being that way. I don't understand that. Don't look me in the eyes. Don't look me in the eyes. Look down. What, the, what is that? I don't get it. Like, are you, is it because you're such a piece of shit that you feel like people will see right through it just by looking you in the eyes? It's fucking weird, man. Don't look at me. Look down. Don't look me in the eyes. How dare you? I just, I don't know. It's just so weird. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, we learned from him that Ghislaine also slept in Jeffrey's master bedroom with Jeffrey. There's a, the reason why I bring that up. It's important because they're trying to talk about how uh, Ghislaine was the provider for Jeffrey when it came to girls. She's being charged with sex trafficking. So they have to they have to really point to the fact, they have to point to their relationship and, and, and also that she abused 
some of these these girls. So they have to point to the relationship and how they were. So because there was a point where they said that they were boyfriend and girlfriend, and then they were just associates. And I'm talking about Ghislaine and, and Jeffrey here. I'm gonna call her Ghislaine. I'm gonna call her Ghislaine. I'm gonna call her a whole bunch of shit. But you know who I'm talking about here. I don't know what her actual real name is. I don't really care because she's a piece. Of sh- she's a piece of trash. I just call her that piece of trash. But it might get people confused. But it, it's important to paint the picture and let people know what their relationship was. Okay, so they had a working relationship. They had a, a they had a, a, a loving relationship. They were together. Okay, we learned that there were hundreds of different women who would come in and out of that house. Man, they'd hang out around the pool. They're all topless and stuff. Like I said, having orgies, doing all kinds of weird shit. And and during the process of this man being on on the stand, something unbelievable happened. I've mentioned this in other podcasts before, the, even the most recent one, but the little black book that I've talked about, I think, I think I talked about it on last, last week's podcast, it made an appearance. Now, this is huge news, man. The implications of what's in this will destroy people. I hope. I know it sounds a little fucked up, so I see people, you know, lives be ruined just on implications. No, no, no. These, it, what's in this book is, is addresses and, and names, hundreds and hundreds of names and, and directions and addresses, two inches thick, two inches thick, they said, full of names. So it's actually, I think they said it was more than one book. Once the book got full, they, did, they had another one. But anyway, I want to see these people go down, dude. These people are trash. But, the, but weirdly, they didn't really get into the book. They brought it out. They talked about it for a second, but they didn't really get into it too much. I, I don't understand. I hope that the books make another appearance, in, but but there's a really good chance we're not ever going to find out some the names and stuff that are in that book. Why? Because the judge has said that the details of this case are too sensational for the public. Is this we may never know because because like it, it's going to lead to so it could lead to so many other trials and cases and so many other things if we start to know these names. And like I've mentioned before, it could potentially destroy countries if if i mean i know it's right super dramatic oh my god destroy a fucking country this case well because if you go back and you listen and you start to know the history of these two and who they are and who they're connected to and what they could who and what they were potentially connected to and what the implications are behind that with Mossad and all these other things i'm telling you man that's why the case is so sensational that's why we may never get the information that we deserve to know because of what it can potentially destroy. All right, back to the worker here. He described two young girls, specifically the first victim to take the stand, which I mentioned, Jane, we'll call her, and then the other one, Virginia Roberts. We know about Virginia Roberts. We've seen pictures of Virginia Roberts with other high-profile celebrities on the jet where she looked like she's 15, 16 years old, maybe 14 years old, and the stories that she told are uh, disturbing, to say the least. Now, you said that both girls appeared to be in their teens, which we know that they were. Jane, as I said, the first person to take the stand. Uh, he said that she was there at least three times or so with her mother, but many, 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 many other times without her mother. Now, remember, she was 14 at the time, hanging around with these people, having pool parties, getting naked, having orgies around the pool, getting stupid. The fuck? She's, nobody, nobody else there said, thought maybe, hey, this, you know, that's not good. Hey, that girl looks a little young. Maybe we should put some clothes on. No, because you're all a bunch of fucking sickos. That's why. He talked about being instructed on multiple occasions to pick up teen girls at the request of Ghislaine. (sighs) 
So I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of like this guy almost implicated himself a little bit. The prosecutors asked about the, the massages Jeffrey would, see, would receive. And this dude said that they, he'd get like three a day. And he knows about this because, like I said, he was picking up the girls for the massages. Then he discussed how it was his job. This is where things get a little weird. To clean up after the massages. He said he would find oils, lubes, towels, vibrators, dildos. And he would just put that shit away. Put the dildos back in, in Ghislaine's uh, bathroom. Lubes over on the side, apparently, of the bed uh, where Jeffrey sleeps. All kind, like, just clean it up, wipe it down, put it away. Gross, dude. Fuck, man. Now, and look, again, like I've said before, you want in your own personal life, you, your wife, your husband, whatever, y'all want to play around with toys and dildos and lubes and what Go for it, man. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. You guys are married. Hell, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Have a good time. You're over the age of 18. Do whatever the fuck you want to. But if you're a grown-ass man and you're doing that to a 14-year-old, you deserve to fucking die. It's fucking gross. Just saying. Just put it out there. Like I said, he would just clean that shit up and put it away. That's so weird. I'm just going to put this huge dildo away. I'm going to go put it over here. I'm going to put it right here on the on the bathroom sink, right in this little basket. That's what he said. He put it in a basket on the on the bathroom sink. So you just walk in, into their bathroom and there's just this huge dildo just there for you in case you need a dildo. You never know when you're going to need a dildo. You know what I'm saying? That's why they just leave them out. Smart. See, everybody should do that. You should just have them around your house. You might need one. You put them in every bathroom. I got one. Let's see. I got one, two. Well, I don't want to put it in that one. one two, I got three bathrooms. I just throw dildos in. I'll put one down here on the first floor in the guest bathroom just in case. Someone comes over, you never know when you're going to need it. Just put it in a basket. Leave it by the sink. It's fine. Everything's fine. That's fucking weird, dude. I'm serious. He also talked about all the weird art and shit that was in the house. Like that picture of of George Bush with the airplane and the buildings knocked down. And then Bill Clinton in the blue dress. Uh-huh. That shit's real, by the way. Those pictures are real. That's fucked up. Right there. Those two things. You should, you should question that. That's messed up. Why does he have these paintings? <sighs> Pisses me the fuck off that nobody says anything about this stuff. It's just... it's. Nobody even cares enough to, to ask, ask these questions. Uh, he said that he actually, that he quit. He quit his job working for Jeffrey and Ghislaine because he was sick and tired of it. <laughs> he was sick and tired of cleaning up all the damn dildos. I'm done with this. I'm not washing another dildo for you people. I'm out of here. But they made him sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. So it means he couldn't talk about anything. But fuck that. When you're on trial, you talk about whatever you want. Uh, a few other notable things that come from this witness is that he called Ghislaine the lady of the house, which matters because, like I said, defense is going to try to paint her as the victim. She's not the victim. She's definitely part of this. He talked about how the house was run like a five-star hotel, and Ghislaine was the leader. She'd go around taking pictures of all the topless women around the pool and everybody that was there having an orgy and doing all kinds of weird things. He made it clear that he was no fan of Ghislaine, Ghislaine, whatever. And that she was very demanding of him and treated him and the other staff members like shit. It was also made very clear by Ghislaine to him and other employees that uh, he they were to never discuss where either of them were at any time or what they were doing with anyone who ever asked. Ever. You keep your mouth fucking shut. Also try to anticipate the needs of Mr. Epstein and Mrs. Maxwell and their guests. She forbid them from discussing their personal problems with the guest and instructed them to remember, you see nothing, you hear nothing, you say nothing, except to answer a direct question to you. Respect their privacy. Shut the fuck up. Do your job and shut the fuck up. That's basically what she's telling you these people to do. Clean my dildos and shut the fuck up. 
That's what she wanted him to do. That's weird. Is it not weird? I don't know. I guess I guess if you're rich and you could afford to have you could pay somebody to clean your dildos, I mean, why not? <laughs> What's the problem with that? It's the problem is, is when it's when you're when you're a sex trafficker. That's the problem. And now after, as I was reading into this, after this dude's first day of testimony, he appears to have been in protective custody with U.S. Marshals and bodyguards. It's pretty interesting. Now, there, there was a lot that came out in this trial throughout the week, such as things like how many times, uh, how much access Jeffrey Epstein had to the Bill Clinton White House. He was there like over 17 times in the 90s. 17 times. What? Why? What the, what the fuck? Again, if you go back and you listen to some of the past episodes about who these people were, where they come from, why do they have this access to our president? Why did they have this access to any political elites? Why? Fucking Mossad. I'm telling you. So that's the most important stuff that has come from this past week. Uh, the, jury, the jury was also shown the massage table that some of the sick shit started on, like I was telling you about. A bunch of the weird sex toys, oils, lubes. Uh, uh, letters and messages that went back and forth between the um, Ghislaine, the girls, Jeffrey, and other people. All kinds of weird shit. And it's weird because it's almost like Jeffrey is on trial here too, you know? And, and I know that's kind of fucked up and probably not the best thing to say, but, and not that it really matters. I guess it's not like they're going to, it's not like I'm going to have any effect on trial. Oh, some fucking podcaster in California said, Jeffrey's on trial too. Shut it down. Mistrial. They don't give a fuck about me. They really don't. But but the thing is, is that the defense attorneys are basically trying to prove that too. You know, what, what I mean is what they're trying to say is that she's being uh, scapegoated because Epstein can't be prosecuted. So they're saying that they're using her instead of going after him. Uh, and in, their, in, in order to do this, you're using like a false memory specialist to come in and downplay the victim's memory saying they made that shit up. They asked uh, his employee if he had if he had made calls and set up uh, massages for Jeffrey. The, the guy was just talking about, which he did. And then they said, and this is where you get, you know, you start to, this is why you, this is why lawyers are good at their job. And they said, well, does that make you a sex trafficker? Basically trying to say like, all Glane did was call a girl, say, hey, you want to come over? And then this dude would go pick him up. So everybody could potentially be sex traffickers in this. Do you see how they're going to play this game the entire trial? Maxwell is being charged with violating the Mann Act, which, if you don't know what that is, that, that bars transporting individuals across state lines for sexual activity. It's against the law. Uh, she's also being charged with attempting to violate the Mann Act, sex trafficking, and perjury. Okay, if she's found guilty in jail, she, she'll be in jail for the rest of her life, at least 80 years. She should be, she'll be in jail for the rest of her life, and she should be. It's where she belongs. I know we're, we're, we are an innocent until proven guilty country, but she's fucking guilty. There's not a question about it, man. She owned and operated a, summer, a submarine that would transport underage girls to Pedo Island. This is a fact. Go back and listen to episode nine. I put it all out there for you. You'll be, pretty, you'll be pretty surprised about her life and who she was. And with that being said, that's basically where the trial is at this point. Those are the things that you need to know as we go into this Monday and start off the new week, new, uh, new days of the trial. Another thing I want to point out, though, is that there was a rumor that was going around. This I'm going to do my best to squash rumors and, and lies and bullshit that's coming up around this trial because there's a lot of people that are going to try to mislead you and people are going to make things up and people are going to take things out of context, all kinds of stuff. Um, but they were saying that the trial on Tuesday, clearly this didn't happen because the trial went on, but they were saying, some guy was going around saying that there were, there were missing jurors in the trial and, and, and the trial was delayed. No, not, nobody was missing. Clearly, the trial wasn't delayed. It was all good. I'm bringing this up because, like I said, there's a lot of bullshit that's hitting the internet, and there's a lot of distractions. Don't fall.
and the boy is being charged as an adult, as he should be because he killed fucking people. Man, this is honestly, this is every parent's worst fucking nightmare. This is terrible. I think about this every day on a daily basis, which I shouldn't have to think about this. We shouldn't be thinking about these types of things. Like, But that's the world we live in. I shouldn't have to wake up and then in the middle of the day be like, man, I hope my daughter is safe at school. Of course, she should be safe at school. It's school. But the world's a fucked up place right now. It's just real scary. It's sad, too. And, you know, you immediately see uh, news media calling for gun control. And then they post a picture of this kid and say, this is the face of gun control in America or whatever the fuck they said. I don't know. That's not true. Guns, no matter what Alec Baldwin said, which we'll, we'll get into, guns don't kill people. People fucking kill people. Crazy fucking people kill people. Okay? Crazy. That's the problem. That's the word. There is a mental health issue in america there's a problem in america we don't have a gun problem we have a mental health problem and it's only gotten worse since the pandemic this needs to be addressed it does and it's significant it's just significantly more important than any new variant of covid why are we avoiding our kids mental health why why are we putting masks on them and letting them go be around fucking politicians who aren't masked it doesn't make any sense to me. We're masking our kids and the adults don't need to be. Especially these old ass motherfuckers. Nancy Pelosi's in her goddamn 80s. She shouldn't even be leaving the house. Joe Biden. Fuck. Dude's on his deathbed. <laughs> this is why I don't get endorsements. That's okay. But no, seriously. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's stupid. Is what it is. And it makes me sad, too. It really does. But this kid, man, he had some issues. He, it's, it's fucked up. This kid, he's posted, he posted about wanting to kill students. He was bullied. Well, hell, he maybe even was a bully. He was very disturbed. And other teachers even brought it up and brought this attention to the, to the school administration, and nothing was done. Even that day, it was brought up, and nothing was done. In all honesty, I don't know what really could have been done. But this kid had some real deep issues. Uh, and if we ever get information about this case, we're probably going to hear about how some very disturbed facts about how he's probably abused in some form, all kinds of stuff. We'll see, because that's usually what happens. Someone goes and do that. He goes and does that that type of situation. We find out that you know they were abused and they have some mental health issues. It's sad, man. But we were also, uh, another distraction this past week was fucking Alec Baldwin. Jesus Christ, this guy. He went on TV in front of millions and millions of people, or I don't know how many people watch this stupid interview, maybe three. I don't fucking know. But he went on TV to blame pretty much every single person that he could blame but himself for killing that woman on the set of his movie Rust. Ban all guns. Ban them all. Guns kill people. People don't kill people. Guns go off by themselves. This is fucking stupid. And I mean, I do feel bad for him and everyone involved. I really, really do. I do, but the, the dude killed someone, you know, it sucks. And I, I don't think I could live with myself. Even if I did tweet about wondering what it would feel like to wrongfully kill somebody, which he did do, man, he's tweeted some of the dumbest things about guns and killing people I've ever seen. And then he goes and kills someone. The fuck? He, he, this guy said he didn't pull the trigger. I never pulled the trigger. I pulled the hammer back and then I'm, I let it go and went off. I didn't pull the trigger. It wasn't me. 
I didn't shoot that person. He said he feels no regret. Why? I don't feel any regret. I didn't do anything. And then he talked about how uh, he was instructed to point the gun at this lady. She, by her. Fuck, he victim. He blamed the victim. <laughs> I'm laughing. And, and, and if you go back and listen to the interview, I'm probably, I'm taking a little out of context to just, to, to make a somewhat light of a tragic situation. I mean, he did. He did blame her. But he was basically saying, you know, that he was t- telling in the interview what he was told to do. And he was told, you know, hold the gun a certain way, point it like this. And they're trying to get it for the camera, all kinds of stuff, whatever. And then it went off on its own. It just went off. He didn't pull the trigger. It just went off. What we need to see is if there's, if there's a camera on set to show if he had his finger on the trigger, because that's what matters. It really does matter. Did, did, did he, if he had his finger on a the trigger, there's a problem there. Um, because, but we'll probably never know. You know, and the other question is too, there's two really important questions on this case is how did the live ammo get on the set? How? Was he being set up? Was he being framed? How did the live ammo get on set? That's what we need to know. How did live ammo get on set and was his finger on the trigger? I don't know if we're ever going to find that out. But this is definitely another case that I'm going to try to keep uh, keep my eyes on and follow for you because I just think it's, I think it's interesting. There's, there's, there's a lot, there's some other stuff to this that we may never know about, but I, you know, you talk about the conspiracy people are out there talking. Um, and like I said, I, or I like I've brought up in the past few episodes, almost at the end of every episode, I bring up a weird conspiracy. Uh, and I think I've brought this one up before, but people actually think that this was like a, some sort of ritual, like, <laughs> like Alec Baldwin was being used by the, you know, the powers to be the, the elite, the real leaders of the world, whatever the fucking lizard people, Mark Zuckerberg, whatever the fuck. I don't really think he's, his, I'm kidding, by the way, um, that he was being used to kill somebody because they always do have to do these blood sacrifices, you know, and so anytime a celebrity gets big or is going to be really, really famous or something super tragic has, has to happen in their life. If you go back and you can look at many, many, many celebrities and how many tragic things have happened in their lives. Of course, tragic things happen to everybody, but some of this shit is crazy. A lot of times, you know, you lose somebody you love, it could be your, one of your best friends. You, you lose, you lose a best friend, you lose a brother, you lose a sister, you lose a child, a parent, a grandparent, whatever. It's weird shit. And that's where the conspiracy people start thinking. And that's where my mind starts to go. It's like, all right, well, what the fuck? He did a, it's, this is, this is, this is a sacrifice to, you know, Moolock or whatever the fuck. And why, what's going to happen? Is he going to, you know, who knows? Is he going to have a new movie? Is he going to have a new book? Is he going to get a bunch of money? Who the fuck knows? And he killed somebody so that maybe his, his daughter could get rich and famous. I don't know. I'm just telling you that. People think that celebrities, rich and famous people, end up having some sort of sort of tragedy, quote unquote tragedy, tragedy in their life, which ends up being some sort of sacrifice to the gods in order for them to get to wherever they want to get in their life. And they sell your soul to the fucking devil. Whew, yeah, that's crazy, right? People believe that shit. Go ahead, Google it. It's real. All right, we're, we're caught up. We're caught up with what I'm going to get into. I got to go. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done today, and we're heading into a real busy week. We're getting into the holiday season, and we got. I'm going to try to get a Christmas episode done, a few other things. I got vacation coming up, but I want to keep the podcast going, so I don't want to take time off from that. But anyway, there's a lot going on, and a lot that's going to happen this week. If you're in the Sacramento area, a couple things. Uh, join us next Friday on the 17th at the Folsom Hotel in Folsom 
from 6 to 10. We'll be doing a uh, toy drive and Christmas party there. That's for my radio show. I'm just kind of cross-promoting. So if you're in the area and you want to hear that, it'd be co- or if you can join us, that'd be fucking dope. Also, what else? What else is going on? And that's pretty much it. That's last thing I want to bring up is I just want to remind you, head over to MikeyPodcast.com, MikeyPodcast.com. Click on the uh, support button. It's right on the top. I appreciate anything you do. If you can, cool. If not, uh, cool. I, either way, you know, just put it there. Try to help out. And we try to come up with ways to monetize this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the love. Dude, coolest things last week when um, Spotify put out their, what it was, Spotify wrapped or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know what it is. Your year wrapped up. Man, there were so many people. I made it in so many people's top five podcasts. So hell, there were some that I was their number one podcast. I think that is awesome. So thank you so much for, for that support. I appreciate you guys sharing those and letting people know. And again, as I always say, let one person know about this podcast and we'll have one more listener and we'll just keep on growing it that way, man. Everybody have a great week and I may be back this week with a quick update. Not sure, but for sure I'll be back Monday for Mikey Mondays and thanks for your help. MikeyPodcast.com. Appreciate your support. The end of a perfect evening.